Okay, ladies, so this is the seventh and final episode of our testimony series. I can't believe we just did seven days in a row. Holy smokes. (laughs) Uh, But today what we're going to be talking about to kind of sum this all up is the three things to remember when you hear the word testimony uh, to really transform and renew your brain in this way that we have always thought about testimony and we're going to leave all of that other stuff behind we're going to take the beautiful biblical things that we can from it after going through it all this week in the bible and we're going to move forward with building a peaceful understanding of what testimony is in our hearts. And so we're going to go over these three words that we should always think of when we hear the word testimony that's really going to help us to uh, think of it in such a beautiful, positive light. And then I'm going to share a little bit about my journey with Jesus. All right, you guys ready? Let me guess, the world keeps telling you you are enough. All on your own, you are enough. Well, I'm about to drop a truth bomb. On your own, you will never be enough. Wait, hold up. Okay, did I get your attention? I am Shelby Hosfield, and at times I was an ex-Mormon, agnostic, a Sunday Christian, and a New Age follower, but God had very different plans for me. The whole time I was living in a very big lie, that I was in charge somehow of my own enoughness and my works were going to save me and my life. Don't get me wrong, I am all about self-help and personal development, but as a born-again, fully transformed Christian, I learned there is the world's way and there is God's way. To quote C.S. Lewis, the more we get ourselves out of the way and let him take us over, the more truly ourselves we become. You are enough not because of what you have done, but because what he has done, and he lives through you. If you are ready for Bible truths, theology, and apologetics, and wisdom from His Word that will shape your life, your confidence, and yes, your feeling of enough, then friend, you are in the right place. This is Finding Faith Above. Okay, so over these last seven days, we have really looked at uh, testimony, what it is supposed to be, and then diving into five different concepts that were part of our LDS testimony and looking them up biblically and seeing really how that can reform in our brains so that it it isn't something that we kind of rest back on as kind of like this uh, moment. Because I I even still sometimes when I hear the word testimony, I'm like, "Uh, I don't, I I just don't want to do, I don't want to go there. Um, But we wanted to look at it in a good biblical beautiful way because ah jesus jesus is just beautiful so that's why (laughs) so as a christian our testimony it's about the journey it's about the relationship it isn't a statement of faith it is the reason for the hope that is in us it's about that moment of surrender your testimony is when you came to him and you realized it isn't about you It's about his never-ending pursuit for your heart. It's about how you realized that you were a sinner. You're a mess. And how Jesus and only Jesus came to give you that peace that surpasses all understanding. So when we are thinking about the word testimony, we're going to kind of transform what we used to believe testimony meant, which was, you know, just more of a statement of faith it was like okay i believe this i believe this i believe this no we're we're now thinking about this as our jesus journey and we're going to remember these three words we're going to remember hope because jesus jesus is the hope that is in our hearts 
We're going to remember second, relationship, because that is how we build this belief and this understanding and this knowing of who Jesus is in our lives. It's it's building that relationship. And we're going to pray. And we're not going to just pray for feelings here. We are going to listen through his word. So we're going to pray and we're going to go back to the Bible and we are going to hear what he has to say to us through the biblical word that he has given us. And then the third is going to be transformed because that's what it's all about, friends. (laughs) That is your testimony. It is your Jesus journey. It is the peace that surpasses all understanding. It is that transformation that happens within our hearts that allows us to be born again. So 1 Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. And that's why this testimony is important is because that peace that we have, we have to we have to be able to help other people to find Jesus as well. That hope, that peace is just oh, it's too good to just keep with us, right? Romans 5:5 5, 5, starts here it says and this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly god loves us because he has given us the holy spirit to fill our hearts with his love when we were utterly helpless christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person through someone might though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed us his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. That was all Romans chapter 5. Romans is one of my favorite books of the Bible. Um, If you guys don't already know that, I think I talk about it all the time because it really does walk you through. If you read it all in one sitting, it's just, it's like mind blowing, I feel like. But it will literally walk you through the beautiful transformation that happens with us. How we are just this big, huge disaster of a mess with all of our sin. And then Jesus comes and he dies for us and we are literally reborn. And Romans kind of walks you from start to finish right through it. And I I love it. It is, when I read it for the first time, start to finish, actually, I was on an airplane. I was sitting next to my son and the whole time I'm reading it, I'm going, yes, yes. (laughs) And my my son is like, what is going on over there, mom? (laughs) It was funny. Um, But it just, it's so beautifully explained the transformation that I feel like that had happened in my heart without having ever even read the Bible. It was the surrender that I had. So I'm going to share that a little bit with you guys now that this is, this is my 
my testimony, I suppose you could say, but, but my Jesus journey. And I already have talked to you guys a little bit about this earlier this week that, uh, you know, I grew up in a mixed faith home, um, went to church with my dad, the LDS church. My dad is a wonderful man. I love him to pieces. He is still one of the best people I have ever met in my life. Um, I struggle a little bit with with the faith situation and I pray that one day him and I can actually have a conversation about God because um, we really aren't able to do that. It's it's really hard for us to be able to to talk about God without it uh, getting kind of lots of lots of hurt feelings in there and I pray that one day that will change. But when I left, when I went to college and I left home, um, it, that was the last time that I ever actually went to the Mormon church. Um, I had decided through a series of different things that happened, I, I shared with you guys earlier this week a couple of challenges that I was dealing with when I was in, in high school and in some different ways that I feel like God was trying to speak to me. And I just decided, you know what, I, I really do want to know God, but I know that I don't know him here. And I don't really want to deal with it right now. And so when I went to college, I did what most people do when they leave the church. It's like 80% of people. Uh, I left God altogether. I didn't want to talk about it. Didn't want to deal with it. I just kind of just left it alone. <laughs> didn't know what I believed. And then college is a terrible place if you are in a confused area in the first place because they're going to try to fill your brain with all sorts of crazy stuff, which is what the world does. And uh, it took me a little while. It took me, took me a long while when I... Um, was pregnant with my first son uh, after we were married. My, my husband is wonderful and he has always had a faith, although he never pushed it all on me. Um, he kind of just kind of kept it to himself as best he could, I suppose. Um, knowing that I, I think I was kind of at a little bit of a fragile moment <laughs> in, at times. Uh, but I was pregnant with my son and I could just, I could feel his soul with me. And I knew then that there had to be a God. And I also knew very clearly that I did not know how to do God with my kids. And I did not want to do it the way that it had been done with me. And I needed to figure something else out. And uh, and so I just started kind of, again, I, I kind of brought back up this whole Jesus journey that I had been on and wanted to try to figure it out as best I could. And... Uh, I started gently looking, I guess you could say. And uh, my mom saw this as well, and she recommended that I um, hook up with this wonderful group that was the Mothers of Preschoolers, which MOPS, if you guys don't know that, um, MOPS is a great uh, group. It's a national organization, and they have um, groups of women all over the place that basically they're Christian women that get together a couple times a month, and um, it's all Christian-based, and we did some Bible studies and some different things, and um, it was the first time I'd ever really been around Christian women. It's the first time that that kind of ever had happened, and I felt very out of place and very awkward. I would ask a lot of really silly questions, I felt like. I was very embarrassed to actually say anything. Um, I really just, I did not, did not know all the things. But what I did know is that there were some women in there who truly had faith. And I remember even telling them at some point, I wish I had that. I wish I had that faith. I just don't. I'm someone that struggles with faith. And 
that's just where I was at the time being. Um, I kind of started reading the Bible, made the big mistake that lots of people do, started in Genesis. That's not the place to start. <laughs> if you are just starting in the Bible, um, I would definitely recommend John. That's a wonderful, beautiful place to start. Matthew's amazing. Kind of anywhere in the New Testament is a much easier beginning. Um, Genesis is is really a great place um, to to read and to learn. But then as you move on then into like Leviticus, and numbers and it just it starts to get very heavy very quickly and you're going to kind of miss the beautifulness that ends up being um, revealed later in the bible if you start there um, so that's just my little two cents i made the mistake that kind of everybody does and um but i was just still searching and kind of fell off a little bit uh made friends with a girl who was mormon i didn't know that and then ended up she ended up leaving the church it was kind of this big thing brought up a whole lot of feelings for me again and that's when I kind of finally dove back into the internet side and officially I can say laid the church to rest because when I had left the first time there was no internet and um, maybe there was always still a piece of me that's like but what if they're right and at that time then there was enough internet out there but it just brought up a whole lot of anger it, it wasn't something that got me any closer to god diving into a lot of that junk um i think everybody's got to do it at some point you know ces letters everybody's everybody's got to read it at some point but um it didn't bring me any closer to god that's for sure and I, I struggled still a lot with all of that i still would say i was a christian but i didn't really know what that meant um listen to a lot of um things like with the uh, apps and and books and different stuff that kind of was just more general sermony type stuff made you feel good um kind of the lighter side of things but didn't really understand who jesus was yet and just wasn't at that moment um but beautiful things is he never gives up on us does he <laughs> so through that time though there was a period of time that I can say my kids were going to a much more progressive school and kind of got involved in some different stuff that I would say was very new age focused and somehow kind of fell down a rabbit hole there, started questioning my faith a whole lot more, thought maybe I was more on the Buddhist side of things. Um, yes, definitely believed in God, but it needed to be my own and not really having a whole foothold in there. Um, and being in that place, I think allowed the enemy to really creep into my home and into my children's lives and lots of different things happened, way too much internet and, uh, kind of put as it put us all at a very vulnerable state. I didn't have a good compass. I was just trying to be a good person and not having a good belief system that really is rooted in, in God and his creation and who he really is can get you actually in a lot of trouble. Just trying to be a good person. What does that actually mean? It got me in a lot of trouble. Like I said, I feel like it really opened up my home, made us very vulnerable for the enemy to sneak in. And he ended up coming in and he told my daughter all sorts of really, really, really terrible things about herself. And, um, in oh, goodness at, at, at a, a time where it is just so crucial for young girls to know their creator and know how beautiful and perfect they are 
uh, I had recognized that I had not done my job as a mom to make sure that she knew that. And she had come to me and, and told me that she was having a really difficult time. And it was just like, holy smokes, like I, I, I can't, tell, can't tell whether it was a ton of bricks landed on me <laughs> or her if it was a ton of bricks lifted from me. I can't tell. It, it was like it, it, more like I got hit by a truck all of a sudden. <laughs> is really what it felt like. I guess that's what you call rock bottom. Maybe it was more like me hitting the rock at the bottom. <laughs> that's what it felt like. And in that moment, though, I went back to what we all know is our creator. In Romans um, chapter 1, it talks about um, how he is evident to us all that we all know him we all see him it's just whether or not we have eyes to see and i had put blinders on for my whole life and all of the sudden in that moment i recognized who my creator was and that i was incapable of fixing this i myself even though i had read all the self-help books and all the things that had told me you are enough and you are good enough on your own and it had only ever left me broken and in this place still of feeling completely incapable and i knew in that moment who and how big my creator was and i can't even explain to you how exactly it happened other than the fact that it was like bam like he made himself so evident to me in that moment that it was like all blinders were off and I hit my knees at two o'clock in the morning and I just prayed my ever-living heart out asking him for help with something that I knew I was completely incapable of doing myself at that moment I understood for the very first time when people talked about surrender, what surrender truly was. It is the understanding that no matter how much I try, no matter how much I think I am enough or how much I think that I can do this and take the reins and take control of my life, I am nothing compared to what my creator can do. He is capable of it all. And... I am only who I am because of him. And like I said, it was at that moment, it was like, I knew that. Like he spoke to this place in my heart that I can't, I can't even describe. It, I met him that night. I met God in like the most desperate of moments it became the defining moment of my life. And, uh, and he told me, this isn't going to be easy, but it's going to be okay. And I had to believe him <laughs> because that's, I, it was from that moment on, everything was for God. Everything I, I do, everything I thought, every direction that I went was for him. 
And the coolest thing happened that I had kind of referenced back the other day when I was talking about, um, you know, I, I had prayed so much when I was younger and thought he never answered me. Um, but then now following him, I had to get to know him. And I knew that I had to read the Bible to do that. I also had to um, call some people and get in touch with some people that were going to help me on this journey. I knew that too. And I felt like he totally guided me in the direction of who I needed to call people that I hadn't talked to in 20 years. <laughs> but I, I called them and uh, they did Bible studies with me and they, they poured into me and they helped me to understand them. And what the coolest thing was is that I recognized that number one, all those prayers that I had prayed forever ago, he had answered them. If I had only had eyes to see, if I had opened up his pages of his word, I would have read and I would have known that he was, he was there. He was listening the whole time, but this was the journey that I was supposed to be on. So I can't, I, it was supposed to be this way. I, I get that. It, that's, this is what it took for me to come to him. Um, so even if I had looked earlier, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is, but I also recognized that those things that he spoke to my heart about surrender and about being enough through him and only through him was something that he had spoke to, to Paul, that he had spoke to the apostles, that he had spoke to the woman at the well, that he had spoke to all of these people. It was the same, same thing that he spoke to me. And that blew me away. It still, it still blows me away that I didn't know him. I didn't know his word. Uh, but my, my experience that I had meeting him, I was made so evident through his word. If that makes any sense at all, I hope it does. I'm sure it does to some of you who've come to Jesus. I, I, you have this moment too. I know it. <laughs> and if you haven't had that moment, God, I pray. I pray that you do. I pray that you that you have your your bottom moment where you accept him into your heart because oh, like I said it is a peace that surpasses all understanding. He's amazing. And um I would give up anything that I had been through anywhere at any point in my life to be there and have that peace with him because that is that he is my rock he is my fortress that is my testimony <laughs> is is just this beautiful beautiful journey that he has taken me on and continues to just uh yeah <laughs> it just continues to be there for me through all of this now it's my life i am i am completely transformed i am reborn I am a changed person because of him. And yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful. So let's go back, okay? So the three things that we want to remember when we are, when we're, we're talking about our testimony, when we're thinking about our testimony, absolutely hope. Jesus is the hope that's in our hearts. Because when I was at that moment when I had no hope, when most people would have turned to all sorts of other crazy things, um, the world's way, I turned to him and it gave me a hope that I cannot 
even describe. And P.S. By the way, my daughter is amazing, <laughs> and it, her and I spent from then on. We we did a year and a half. Where it was just her, me, and God, and that was it. There was no internet. There was no anything else. It was just her, me, and God. And I tell you what, that was probably one of the best best year and a half of my entire life. It was just getting to know her with God, and it was yeah so good so good so hope hope is um yeah without hope i think about all these people who kind of are trying to do all this on their own strength you know and so much of them still seem so so incredibly lost and i just i pray that they one day can find that hope they can find god's hope and how do we find that hope is through the relationship that we can build through him so that is the second thing is definitely is building that relationship and we do that through prayer and then through listening in his word and so open up your bibles do do a cool bible study uh, find some people to do it with if you are nervous about doing it by yourself but there's also some really great ones out there um, amazing bible studies that are just super heartfelt and, and wonderful and then the the last the third thing is that transformation that is what your testimony really is all about. It is that moment where Jesus came in and he he saved you. He just straight up saved you. Like you were at the bottom and he saved you. That That's the transformation. That's the, oh, it's the so goodness. So this means anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone a new life has begun. That's 2 Corinthians 5.17. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.7. Okay, so this was a little bit longer one today to just finish up this whole testimony series. I really do pray on everything god god please just be in these women's hearts please just help them to know your beautiful peace and find that moment of surrender that moment of transformation that moment where they say yes god yes god all right this next week is going to be back to just a regular week uh on the podcast we're gonna do a tuesday and a thursday this week um just gonna be a little bit slower and um get back into the rhythm of things i truly truly hope that this has blessed you that it has helped you with reframing your brain around the word testimony and that it is going to take you to new good places with god if this is something that you would like to talk more about and maybe even feel like you need to talk to me about it, I would love to have a conversation with you about where you are with your faith and kind of help you on this journey and uh, maybe get you into a better place. So you can head on over to findingfaithabove.com. have all sorts of goodies over there for you that can help you on this journey. And I really do pray that this all blesses you. All right, I will see you guys next week. 